0: Good morning, good afternoon or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jay Hawker Talker podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College of Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle, and before we dive into today's episode, don't forget to download, subscribe and give this podcast a rating. Tell 5 KU friends about this. Let them know what we're doing with this podcast and we will keep things moving along, we'll keep things rolling. We have a good show talking today about some recruiting. Transfer portal, of course, a lot of basketball news and some comments from Bill Self projecting possibly a starting lineup as well as maybe bringing in another scholarship player. So there's a lot of good stuff to dive into today, but we got to dive into some maybe not so good news. A little bit of bad news came in this past week. We had former Montverde Academy combo guard Chris Johnson asked if he could step out of his national letter of intent to Kansas. So, that's not good news. You hate seeing a guy who's supposed to be in with the freshman four back out of his letter of intent. Which which we've talked about uh, throughout this process with the transfer portal with incoming freshmen. If these freshmen see a transfer come in and think, you know what? I'm not going to be getting as much playing time. They just brought in a transfer who plays the same position as me. You might be seeing more and more of this happen throughout, not just at Kansas, but throughout college basketball. So, you had Chris Johnson uh, asked to get out of his letter of intent. Bill Self confirmed that to the Kansas City Star this past weekend. Johnson, who was a six foot five, one hundred eighty foot pound guard, looked to be a solid player. He had scholarship offers from not only Kansas but Arkansas, Alabama, Mississippi, Kentucky, Auburn. All of them were in on Johnson. So that. It's really, he won't have any problem getting with a new team. But you were hoping that he could come in with these freshmen four and they could build something together. But like I said, it doesn't always happen that way. Bill Self confirmed the news this weekend. Uh, didn't say whether for sure or not the school would release him of his letter of intent, but pretty much in these situations, when the kid wants to get out of it and go somewhere else, they let him. They, don't, they aren't going to hold him hostage at this point. There's so much going on with the transfer portal and everything else that they're not going to hold this kid back from going to another school. Johnson was the number 40 ranked player in the 2023 class according to rivals.com. Number 72 by 247sports.com, the number 43 player by espn.com. He was a AAU teammate of current freshman Jamari McDowell. McDowell actually reported to campus this past weekend to move in for the summer, so that was good news that we got to see him coming in, Jamari McDowell, that is, come in to uh, to moving day. So he didn't back out of the scholarship, but his buddy did. Uh, Four high school recruits were expected to move in, ended up being just three with the departure of Johnson. You've got five-star combo guard, El Marco Jackson, four-star forward, Marcus Adams Jr., and then, of course, Jamari McDowell as well. All those guys, highly touted prospects. And McDowell is kind of the wild card in this one. Uh, his path to playing time is going to be a little bit more tricky than the others. Uh, his his best chance might be to be one of those guys that hangs around, watches the veteran players, and then build up through his Kansas career by the time he's a junior and senior. Now, we've seen guys uh, enter the transfer portal. Obviously, you got eight Kansas players from last year's team enter the transfer portal. So it's almost a completely new team that could happen from time to time with the way things are going with college basketball, but seeing him sit behind gain invaluable experience from the Jayhawk veterans, he is a sharpshooter. He's one of those guys that could be a nice player off the bench. Uh, It might be wishful thinking to, to think that he'll be able to hang around for a year or two before he gets major playing time with the transfer portal. But if he, gets himself all in puts himself team first and bill self can get the most out of him and convince him to stay serve as a backup. And then in 2024, 2025 take over. That could be what happens for Jamari McDowell. Bill self had a quote on Chris Johnson asking to get out of his letter of intent. And this was the quote from bill self. He said, we had a young man decide not to come on Thursday that opens up a roster spot for us. We are open to anything. We only have 10 guys on scholarship now. This is something we could definitely do. The pool of players in the transfer portal has shrunk tremendously in the past couple of weeks. It won't be quite as easy to find somebody that can make an impact on this particular team. But I have a suspicion there may be an opportunity coming up where we could do that to add a player. Hopefully that will be the case. So Bill Self, he's talked about it all offseason. He's been headfirst into the transfer portal, trying to see what he can do. Of course, Hunter Dickinson, the biggest land in the transfer portal. But what you see now with all the movement in college basketball, with all the movement in college athletics in general, Bill Self is now playing ahead of the game. He, He didn't want to do this at first. He doesn't like the idea of the transfer portal being like this year in, year out. But he's in on it now. He knows what to do. He's evolved in his coaching up to this point. We talked about it a little bit last week on this podcast. But with the announcement of Kevin McCullough Jr. deciding to forego the NBA draft and come back to school for a super senior season. This is actually his sixth season because of the COVID year. Kevin McCuller Jr. coming back to Kansas is Huge. And that's not just because you have a third starter back from last year's team. You don't have to put as much pressure on the freshmen. You don't have to put as much pre- pressure on some of these uh, incoming transfers who may not know the system quite as well at first. It just puts everybody more at ease. And you saw last year Kevin McCullough, the X-Factor for the Jayhawks, an elite defender, one of the best defenders in the country, was up for the uh, Defensive Player of the Year award the last two years, in fact. One when he was at Texas Tech, one last year at KU. But he also has the experience to help with roster continuity and to be able to be a leader on this team. And then you look at the Jayhawks. I know it's way too early, way too early, but you see that these pre preseason rankings coming out, they do it about every couple of weeks. But on ESPN, in their latest ranking Kansas actually moved up from number two to number one on their list on the college hoops early ranking because of Kevin McCullough Jr. announcing that he's going to come back. So Duke was the number one team when Kyle Filipowski and Jeremy Roach announced that they were not going to go into the NBA draft. And then it was a couple days later, McCullough announced he was coming back to Kansas. So Kansas went from number two to number one, leaping over Duke in the very early preseason rankings. And it's it's way too early to talk about rankings, first of all. It's fun to do, but it's way too early to talk about that. It's also probably too early to talk about the projected starting lineup. But that's what we do here at the Jayhawker Talker Podcast. We know you love it, and we love it too. So we're going to talk some early starting lineup projections. Of course, you've got Jawan Harris Jr., your starting point guard the last two years. He's back. He's going to be involved every game highly involved on both ends of the floor, fantastic defensive player, can move the ball around, can score when you need him to. Dewan Harris Jr, one of the best point guards in college basketball. He's starting at the point guard spot. Next, the the shooting guard spot is going to be one that is kind of up in the air at this point. I could see some one of the freshmen coming in and potentially getting playing time early, maybe El Marco Jackson, uh something like that, but the projection that I'm seeing most is Nick Timberlake, the combo guard out of Towson. He was the one that came over in the transfer portal, averaged 18 points per game last year. Sharp shooter, over 40%, three point shooter. And that's the kind of guy you need to get in there to replace the production from Grady Dick, the guy, the the freshman phenom that came in last year and took the college basketball world by storm, took Jayhawks fans by storm. Uh it's gonna be tough to replace Dick. But you do have Nick Timberlake that can come in, shoot lights out, potentially get you 18 points a game, which would be absolutely phenomenal when you're trying to replace a guy like Grady Dick. Then you've got returning starters in Kevin McCullough Jr. and KJ Adams. And then, of course, the biggest name in the transfer portal decided to come to Kansas. It was Hunter Dickinson, averaged 18.5 points per game. At Michigan, nine rebounds per game, was an absolutely dominant player. And Bill Self thinks that he can only get better from here on out, which if you can get better than that, if you can average 20 and 10 per game, Bill Self likes to see that out of his big men. Hunter Dickinson could be one of those guys that improves even more because at Michigan, he was getting double teamed. He was getting maybe even a triple team here and there because he was the focal point of their offense with the Kansas Jayhawks. You have so many guys, so many athletes to get to. So that could open some things up there for Dickinson. And Bill Self, when asked about his team this weekend at a local golf tournament, talking about uh, his team coming up this year and what they can do, they he said that he doesn't know for sure if it'll be the most athletic team that he's ever had, but it's going to be one of those teams That can do just about everything all over the court. So you've got not only those starting five. But you've got 10 players that are on scholarship now. You have two scholarships that are still opened up. That you can get to two more players. Up to two more players. And Self obviously said that they're looking to at least add one more. Guys on scholarship right now. Other than the starting five. You've also got... The incoming freshmen Marcus Adams, Elmarco Jackson, and Jamari McDowell. You've got Parker Brown and Artario Morris that were added in the transfer portal as well. And you've got six walk-ons. Now these guys, these walk-ons, don't always get talked about. Obviously, they're guys that are just down at the end of the bench, hardly ever get to take their sweats off, barely get to get in the game. Unless you're in a pre in a non-con game situation where you're up by like forty points, that's when those uh, those guys get in the game, and and the fans love it. You guys love it whenever you can see those guys come into the game and get a couple of minutes, maybe hit a three pointer, maybe get a dunk. You guys go wild for those players. So those walk-ons right now, Justin Cross, the six nine forward, just added last week. You had Michael Janovich. Wilder Evans, Charlie McCarthy, and Dylan Wilhedy coming back. And here was the big news just from a couple of days ago. The sixth and final walk-on for the Kansas Jayhawks could potentially be one of the feel-good stories of the offseason. And here it is. Patrick Cassidy, the former Kansas men's basketball team manager, has been added to the 2023-2024 squad As a walk-on non-scholarship player, Bill Self confirmed that on Monday. And you love to see stories like this. Guys that were part of the team but not part of the team at the same time, if that makes sense. Whenever you see these managers, uh, there's stories like this that have happened before. Even back when I was in middle school, one of our basketball managers, we got him in in one of our last games of the season. So you love seeing stories like this. The fans love it. And and this guy isn't your normal basketball manager. This isn't just some guy off the street that they picked up. He's giving people water off off the bench. This guy, Patrick Cassidy, a kid from Columbus, Kansas, a small town in southeast Kansas, was a three-star Sport or a three sport, excuse me. He was a three sport athlete in high school, a star three sport athlete in high school. And he averaged nearly 20 points per game in high school, had a career high 39 points in a title game his senior year, received all state honors in class 3A. And he so that's not your normal basketball manager over there at KU. That's a guy that can get on the court and actually hit a three-pointer at the end of a game in a non-con game when you're up by 30 points. That is just going to be such a fun story to follow because you know you know, the student section is going to be chanting his name. Patrick, Patrick, Patrick. You know that they're going to be calling for him to get in the game. They love stories like this. And if he gets in a game at Allen Fieldhouse... The fans are going to go absolutely wild. And one of the times when he could get in a game is in these early season games. And this leads into the next part of the podcast here perfectly. Because Kansas just announced their official non-conference schedule. And if they can get Patrick Cassidy into a game in one of these non-con games, that would be absolutely fantastic. So let's do a quick rundown here of the non-conference slate. That Kansas has ahead of them. November 1st. That's a Wednesday night. They've got Fort Hayes Smith. Exhibition game. That could be a perfect game. For Patrick Cassidy to get into. If you're if you asking me. Games that he might be able to get into. Fort Hayes Smith exhibition. Could definitely be one. Then you've got on November 6th. It's a Monday. North Carolina Central. Coming to Kansas to play at Allen Fieldhouse. That could be another game he could get into. November 10th. Manhattan College coming over to Kansas. Allen Fieldhouse should be another one that he has a chance at. Now here we get into some games where, yeah, you're probably not going to see Patrick Cassidy in a game against Kentucky. November 14th, that's a Tuesday night in the Champions Classic in Chicago. KU's been going to the Champions Classic the last several years. It's always a fun tournament. It's always a good chance to see them play a really solid team early in the season. This year, it's Kansas taking on Kentucky. In the Champions Classic. Again, that's Tuesday, November 14th. Can't wait for that one. Then you've got the Maui Invitational. The Maui Invitational is another one. A lot of great teams. Last year, they played in the Battle for Atlantis. And this year, they're playing in the Maui Classic. So, the Maui Invitational is November 20th through November 22nd. That is a Monday through Wednesday right before Thanksgiving. That's usually when these tournaments really get going hot and heavy out there in Hawaii. So I always like to watch those, have some family time, watch some college basketball, and enjoy watching KU in those tournaments. So you've got KU, Chaminade, Gonzaga, that's a big one, Marquette, Purdue should be a top five team again this year with Zach Eadie announcing he's coming back to college basketball, not going to the NBA. Purdue, another team that could be, top five along with Kansas, Syracuse, you've got Tennessee, you've got UCLA, that is a boatload of good teams there going to the Maui Invitational over there in Hawaii, so that's going to be a fun one to watch right before Thanksgiving, you've got Eastern Illinois coming to Kansas also on November 28th, that's Tuesday night, you've got UConn, UConn, the defending national champions in the Big East-Big 12 battle. That's Friday, December 1st. Get your tickets for that. You're not going to want to miss that one. You've got UMKC, the Ruse, Kansas City Ruse, coming to town December 5th. That's a Tuesday night. You've got Missouri. Missouri on December 9th. That's a Saturday night coming back to Allen Fieldhouse. They've got it set up where they're going Lawrence, Columbia, Lawrence, Columbia, they've got it set up. They're doing that. So next year you got Missouri in Lawrence, Kansas, coming back for the Civil War rivalry. That game, December 9th, is a Saturday. Surely that one will be sold out and have a lot of hype surrounding it. Can't wait for that one. Another one that's going to be exciting, December 16th, that's a Saturday, going to be playing at Indiana, and then they're wrapping up the non-con schedule on December 22nd, a Friday against Yale. So that's just, I I don't generally like to look ahead a ton in these things. But when you look at the upcoming schedule, you guys like to see what happens in these things. And especially, especially on those tournaments, you got, you got the Chicago uh, Champions Classic. You got the Maui Invitational, seeing all the teams that are lined up for that. That's going to be something special to watch right before Thanksgiving. The defending national champions coming to Lawrence, Kansas. You've got the Civil War with Missouri at Indiana. A lot of high-profile matchups here for the Jayhawks. And I, for one, cannot wait. So to recap, Kansas did lose one of their incoming freshmen. Can't call him the freshman four anymore. It's only the freshman three. It was Chris Johnson that asked out of his national letter of intent so he will not be coming to Kansas. He's looking for another school that did open up another scholarship. Bill Self did confirm to the media this past week that he will be looking to add one more scholarship player before the summer sessions start in the next couple of weeks. So that's going to be something to keep an eye on. And also two non-scholarship walk-ons added, including the former Kansas basketball manager. You'll love to see it. His name, Patrick Cassidy. Going to be looking for him in some of these non-conference schedule games when KU gets up and starts getting that 30-40 to point lead late in the game. You love to see those walk-ons come on off the bench and get into some games. And we have the non-conference schedule set. So that's it for today's podcast. Love talking KU hoops. I know you guys love it too, so we're going to keep doing it throughout the offseason as long as we're getting news on it. This has been the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. You can always get at me on Twitter at Jayhawker Talker. We can keep the conversation going there. Check out my latest article over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. And until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.